Hi, I'm Chuck Roy, your favorite stand-up comedy performing bear, and you're listening to Straight Hustlin'. Straight motherfucking ballin'. Part two, still ballin'. Corrupt up in this motherfucker. Westside. Now ever since a nigga was a seed, only thing promised to me was the penitentiary still ballin'. Riding on these niggas cause they lay in a 6-1 Chevy, still heavy in this gap. Can you feel me? Blame it on my mama, I'm a thug nigga up before the sunrise. Quicker than the drug dealers, tell me if it's on. Nigga, then we first of all bust on these bitch made niggas, sit them up. Alright, we're back. Straight hustling, dick there and a stew. Off hiatus, I'm back. He's back. We told you he was coming, he's back. We got a good show. We got uh, Denver, Colorado comedian Chuck Roy out. Uh, was on the Filthy Animals tour with uh, Ralphie May. Saw him on there. Funny guy. We're gonna get him on here and talk to him. The bear. The bear. <laughs> what? What is a bear? I don't know. We'll have to ask him what the bear is. That's a question. I'm. I'm definitely got to know. <laughs> well, let's get him on the phone and see what the bear is. What's up, Chuck? Hello. Hey, is this Chuck? Yes, this is. How are you? Oh, good, man. This is uh, Dick Darren Straight Hustling, and I got uh, Stu with us. Hey, what's on? How are you? Doing great. How about you? I'm doing fine, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. It's cool. I saw you on the uh, Ralphie May Filthy Animals tour. Uh, oh, good. Yeah, that was awesome, man. Y'all did a great job. Uh, turned, uh, turned me on to a lot of comedians I never heard before. I like to listen to a lot of stand-up in... Uh, I saw you guys and Smash Brothers and Daniel Stewart. Never really uh, seen y'all show before, so it was really cool. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, that's uh, the way those hosted buys work out. Uh, someone like Ralphie gets to introduce us to a lot of people, and you know, here's the benefit. I appreciate it. Yeah, oh shit, yeah. How long you been knowing Ralphie? Uh, it's got to be 22 years now. Uh, Bob Marley introduced me to him. Uh, that's a white comedian, Bob Marley, not reggae <laughs> singer Bob say, Marley. I was going to say, damn. Uh, yeah, at the Laugh Factory, uh, it was, I think, my audition night. Ralph was on the show. Uh, Jay Moore was the host. Jimmy Dunn was there. Uh, that's like my oldest mentor. So, you know, uh, that's the night. Bob Marley introduced Jimmy and I to Ralph and Jay Moore. It was quite a epic evening at the Laugh Factory, Los Angeles. Oh yeah, cool. So you've been doing a uh, quite a few shows with him since then. Uh, yeah. Whenever he comes through where I'm at, we link up and, and do shows together. Uh, the Smash Brothers tour with him uh, incessantly. So if you see Ralph live this year. Uh, odds are you either see his wife, Lana, who was your guest a few weeks ago. I, I enjoyed that podcast. And then uh, the Smash Brothers tour with Ralph now. Uh, you can see them on Filthy Animals. They're very funny. Oh, cool. We got one listener. All right. Oh, nice. <laughs> Our numbers have doubled. <laughs> yeah, she's that's pretty. A, that's <laughs> the magic of Chuck Roy. Uh, <laughs> if you want just one listener, book me. <laughs> Chuck Roy makes it happen. Will. That'll be everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, Lana Turner, she was great, man. Loved having her on here. She was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. She makes me giggle. And, she, you know, she's got a special on Hulu now, too. So uh, things are going well for the May family. Yeah, yeah. No shit. So how, how's, what's going on in Denver, man? 
That's where you live uh, now? Yeah, or, uh, in Denver, weed is legal, life is good. Uh, I'm at my friend's studio. Uh, we start our uh, a live stream show within uh, just a couple of weeks uh, on April 11th. So uh, we're doing a stand-up comedy show live streaming on the internet. Oh, already- awesome. Where are yeah, yeah. Um, you can see a prototype. He, he, my friend currently streams stand-up live uh, on a website called youtube.com. And uh, you can watch locals like me. You know, I've worked out a lot of my bits in his room. And then he's got brand new comedians, uh, like, like brand new. So if you're into stand up and you're, you know, it's not always like it is on Hulu, you know, with high definition cameras or red ones and, you know, a big fancy studio suite. Uh, Eugene's got, uh, you know, high definition cameras and a, Pretty fancy, you know, sweet. Any broadcast out of a bar, it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Cool. Come, come to the Straight Hustling Studios and uh, bring your cell phone camera and uh, we'll set you up with a studio here. <laughs> oh, I'm happy to. Yeah. Uh, next time in Nashville, all right? You guys yeah. are out of there? Yeah, that'd be cool. We would stream our video, but we're too fucking ugly. I don't think. Uh, <laughs> that don't That's the benefit of being beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I'm beautiful. Eugene's a good looking man. That's a. Uh, you know, hey, we're man. not afraid. <laughs> what was his website again? So we can... it's uh, it, it's huge show e u g e s h o w dot com. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll have to definitely check that out. Oh, please. So how's the how's the legal weed going in Denver? Is it having any kind of negative effects at all, or it sounds like good for you, but? Um, no, uh, uh, as far as negative effects on legal weed, I, I don't think there are too many. Um, uh, you know, if your town has, uh, stores for rent and a lot of stores for rent, um, it, it, and that's, you probably don't have legal weed. Like here in Denver, <laughs> everything is rented. You can't find a store space anymore. Uh, it, you know, there are lots of jobs in the pot industry. Uh, so you basically went from hiding it all, you you know, to now you have tax paying jobs and, and a lot of them and they pay real well. Uh, and the, the amount of different products are like you have uh, hash and vapor products and chocolates and candies. It's the newest thing is dabs. People are doing like pot crack rig like they bring the rig right to the show i never heard of that oh god it's so it's so like i never even thought this was going to happen but um it it, it, the the way legal weed is blown up in denver is beyond anything i ever thought of and you if you're into youtube videos I, i have a series called the crop report which was probably about eight years old now uh, and it, it, it was a fictional pot news comedy here in Denver as if weed were almost legal and, and like it covered the underground stock exchange for weed. All right. And I, so I made a lot of predicted jokes and predictions of yeah. what it would be like when there's legal weed and it, 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 legal weed has blown it out of the water as far as capitalism goes. Like you're starting to get into you know, if we would just clear the federal guidelines, you would have banking tools as far as like, you know, 
selling your crops, selling shares of companies, uh, selling your crops in advance, uh, uh, any modern day Wall Street tool, it can be applied to hmm. pot economics and, and there's a boatload of money to be made around the world. You're, with legalization. You're like the Nostr Nostradamus of a weed. You predicted I do what I can. <laughs> you know, I do what I can. I like, uh, I think people who go to my shows like, you know, that sometimes I'm trying to say stuff that's a little bit ahead of the time. And it's going to wait know, for why, it. Like, why not? We can all do dick and fart jokes. <laughs> you know, but somebody's got to try to do clever. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, are any of these got any of these jobs? How many of these people are forgetting to go to work? None. You know, uh, I got a place that I, I think I even mentioned it in Filthy Animals. I go to a place called Moe's Bagels that is just, the kids are stoned ever since I've been going there, probably 13 years, maybe 14 years. And uh, I've never had an order messed up ever. And, I, you know, those kids were stoned years ago. They're more stoned <laughs> now. And, you know, it's Denver. We, we can handle our weed, you know. Yeah, well... It's like asking how many Irish cops haven't showed up in Boston because of drinking, you know. <laughs> hey, we got we got one favor to ask you. Listen, sure, to our, what do you need? Listen to our little white show. Okay. And he talks about his strand that's being grown for him in Colorado. Okay. Taste that for us and let us know if it's as good as he says it is. Yeah, it's supposed to be three that he mixed together. It's called OG Kush, I think, or something like that. Or that sounds OG, familiar. OG White Kush, I think that's what it is. Yeah. But uh, okay, well, I'm, I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> All right, you have to show us some pictures after <laughs> my list of things to do. <laughs> so, how long has it been now since it's been weed and uh, legalized in Denver? Has it been like two years or a I year? Think it's uh, more than a year, right? two years for recreational weed. I think three to four years for medicinal weed, which was like you had to have a doctor's excuse, and I was just paying money, right? Yeah, you know, you had to have $75 to tell a doctor you have gout. Uh, it'd be interesting to see, like, you know, like five, ten years, kind of how, what the, you know, how it works out. And if there's any, the pros and cons, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I, we're getting a tax rebate. So I don't know, you know, where how taxes are Damn. in Tennessee. But uh, this, here the state has too much money from the taxes. Right. And they got to send some back. So, you know, I, I'm a Republican, by the way the way you know like it's my party that's messing this up but even here in colorado we got a democrat governor who's just he's against illegal weed and i, I don't get the argument it's yeah it's like foolish it's stereotypical it's like it's like cbs housewife scared you, you know like those are the people who believe that people might give away pot candy at Halloween. And, pot, <laughs> you know, pot candies are 20 bucks. Nobody <laughs> is throwing $20 into a Halloween. Oh, no, that's right. You know. Damn. Well, that's just it, one of those things that uh, came out. Everybody demonized and it just caught on. It was like, hey, yeah, you know, Ralph got popped here for uh, he got two stoned. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, I think it was, I'm pretty confident it was edibles. You know, I, was with, I was with him. I, I heard cough syrup. And I, I think I saw him eat the evidence. I heard cough syrup. What's the real story? <laughs> I don't want, I just want to do my jokes about him. I don't want to. <laughs> oh shit. Well, that is cool. Yeah. You know, they always say like pop makes people stupid, but you know, you got stupid and smart people it's just you got a mixture of stupid and smart people smoking weed too so they were stupid before they smoked weed i think 
Yeah, for sure, man. It's it, 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 it is blown away every stereotype. And if you go to the pot shops, it's not young people. It's people who are over 30, over 50. You know, their 401k is full. And they, like, if that's not an adult, that not man, they don't mind. You that, know, look, I, I don't understand why somebody in another state somewhere else is telling, you know, has any say as to what a person at a Colorado store has to do, you know, and Quite frankly, I don't understand why someone in another state would would deny themselves this kind of, you know, fair business. I'm just pissed off because they got a 401k full. Yeah, man. I mean, people here, it's the city. It, it, there's the city does other things besides, you know, have legal weed. They got killer infrastructure. We got light rail that goes everywhere. Um, I moved here because I thought the comedy scene was got Chuck you, you know, impressive and going to even bigger. They do have me, uh, you know, I'm teaching comedy at the Community College of Denver. And I think that's, you know, going to be a fun game changer. Like, you know, I've got like a, a fun new job of trying to teach future comedians how to blow it up and get on Hulu. Yeah, I saw that, man. I was checking that out. That's cool. I saw the A plus B equals funny. I was going to ask you how that equates Oh, to that. okay. Yeah, um, that's a, uh, I've got a jokes blog where I have a how to write a joke thing. It was sort of my first draft. Uh, and then uh, if you go to my YouTube channel, there's one video there that was a sample from my homework in February. I took a class in online course design. So I'm building, a, you know, collegiate level online comedy courses for the Community College of Denver. And um, you can see a sample of like how to write a comedy reverse is the video. And uh, there are more of those to come. Like I, uh, you got to know, like I flunked out of college and became a comedian. And now 20 years later, I'm suddenly out of college and teaching it in a really modern way. And I, like I dig it. It's, it's, it's a, like a second calling. It's definitely something I want to do. And like, I'm happy to, it's the right way for me to share what I know with, like future artists or interested people. It's that's cool. Yeah. I dig it, man. That's, yeah. you know, Ralph is like Ralph story and, and all, say all those people I mentioned at the night we all met, uh, or even say my friend Eugene, it's we're the, like we're the kind of comedians who, you know, we're always mentoring somebody and somebody's always mentoring us. And they're, you know, we kind of share the data and, uh, really try to look out for other people and, you know, our audience as well. Like Ralph wasn't trying to cut any lines for me in Hollywood. He, he was trying to introduce me to his audience on that video. Yeah. And, you know, that's much the same with what we're doing with like huge, uh, huge chuckles, our new show. And, you know, the same kind of data sharing Ralph kicks in, you know, sends videos or says stuff for my class. And, uh, you know, it's the kind of comedians we are like, uh, I dig the squad I work with. I think they're, you know, like they're good people and yeah, that's cool. just trying to make the art, you know, better for us. And definitely it's for your audience back at home. Yeah, yeah. You know, people dish out money to go see Ralph. And I always love that he does, you know, like a pretty good speech about like how much he values what they spent. And, you know, I'm trying to add that to my show now because it just it really makes sense. People throw down on some money to come out and see you live. Yeah, and yeah. you know it's important to be grateful. Yeah, you gotta let them know you appreciate it. That's, that's cool, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, and even the, the, like the best of it, really, you know, sort of consider like, 
you know, Ralph's always trying to figure out like how can he sell the right ticket to a person, give them a whole VIP package or, you know, how can he plan their date night in advance for them? And I think that stuff is really cool. I got to shoot him a message, tell him to plan my date night. Yeah, yeah, you know, he responds to shit on Twitter sometimes, <laughs> man. The guy's epic. I don't know how he does it. Uh shit. Uh, Stu wants to know how you got the nickname Bear. I was afraid to ask. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's simple. Bear stands for big, fat, gay guy. Uh, so, you know, I've been an out big old fag comic forever. And, uh, it, it, you know, probably was a couple of years ago that just I said it once on stage and six audience members leaving the show said, good night, bear. See you, bear. Take care of it. It was like, obviously that becomes a, you just Catch go like, voice. okay, I got it. Uh, you know, I, it, this isn't by video. So pe- like, I look like Kenny Rogers knocked up an Oak Ridge boy. <laughs> so that like, you know, it'll give people the visual you know, and, uh, uh, I guess that'll tell you all about me, you know. <laughs> Where was that Filthy Animals tour filmed? Um, Shoot, shot in Portland, Oregon, Portland, Oregon at the Harmon right. Theater. I got and, all uh, those people. Like, I got. I'm happy to tell you, they put me in a movie the following day. This thing really blew up for me. Like, the next morning after Filthy Animal tour, the producer calls me and goes, "We have a movie part for you. Would you be into it?" And it's like an indie movie, but it'll end up on Hulu and has a national release coming out this October. It's called The Nashing and it's like a drama. It's not a comedy. I, it's a very scary movie or creepy. And I, uh, <laughs> like Ralph really, you know, connected for me. And I, yeah. I think I did the job. Like, yeah, I, you I was, did. Good show. I was, now you're on a straight hustling and, show. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, this is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> I was a hibernating bear. Uh, when Ralph called me for this thing, I was like, man, you really just reached out from Hollywood and, you, you know, threw me a lifeline and he laughed, you know, and I I think right away I knew what it was going to do. It was going to do stuff like this, you know, yeah. uh, like all of a sudden you end up on podcasts and yeah. people following you on Twitter and it's a joy. Like it's, uh, I hit out long enough. I, I definitely quit for, I didn't quit telling jokes. I just, I jumped off the road. I moved away from Hollywood and got here to Denver. I wanted to learn how to do things like make videos and, you know, when it was time to kind of get back up into the world touring circuit out of the blue, Ralph calls me with this thing. And I already, when he called me, I had a joke right in mind. I was like, I already got a hit that duck, duck, goose joke. The, <laughs> the first one from the, like bit number one. And from there on out, the rest of the set just started coming together. And it, you know, now I'm working on a one hour special. Yeah. That shit was funny. The straight. I appreciate you being on our show. The pace sucks, but it sucks for us too. Uh, yeah, I hear you, man. Uh, I didn't do it for that. Uh, you know, well, we're uh, gonna send you a shirt. If you would, that'd certainly be appreciated. But I understand how that could be a hassle. We'll just try to meet up when I get to Nashville. Oh, that'd be I cool. appreciate the time, and yeah, uh, I look forward to hearing this. And I'm gonna listen to uh, the little white episode and uh, see if I can't weed. find the OG white Kush. The guy's got his own weed and his own whiskey. I mean. Damn, that's going on. <laughs> it's something to emulate. Give me time. Give me time. <laughs> yeah, the bear whiskey. <laughs> yeah, it sounds delicious. Get a, get a big paw in your hand. <laughs> oh, shit. That's crazy. So uh, how were the Smash Brothers, man? How were they? They seem pretty Smash crazy. Smash Brothers are awesome. Uh, they were instant brothers from the moment I met them. Uh 
They take real good care of Ralph. They're, uh, you know, we're friendly off air. Uh, I'm friends with everybody from the show. Uh, we all kind of gathered. We landed at the same time, sort of, and ended up at the hotel in a weird, real weird way all at the same time. So we sat down for a lunch and I knew Billy Wayne a long time, but that's when I met Danielle, mm. Corey and Chad. And, you know, we're filthy animals for life. It was an instant friendship. Uh, those two are some of the best wingmen I've ever had. <laughs> um, I taught them what the word twink is. And now that they know that that's, you know, what I like, they, they chase them down for me <laughs> and send them my way. It's, it's almost embarrassing. Uh, well, this is embarrassing. What, Tell us twink. What's a twink? What's a twink? Uh, that's hysterical. You guys are very Nashville and adorable. Um, tiny little gay kid, you know, <laughs> about college age. Uh, you know, I would say more masculine, but every one of my friends tells me that's just a hope and a dream. I never really end up dating masculine guys. I date little girls. And it's embarrassing. <laughs> so, my friend Eugene really is the one who just called me on that, and he's calling me on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit that's crazy man. Yeah, we had, a, we had I, I always think i date lacrosse players and turns out they're more like a ballet star uh, yeah the next day huh when you wake up yeah, yeah. that's okay we all get beer goggles every once in a while yeah for sure right you know i don't know what it is but that's either way the smash brothers just they're a party in a bottle they, they <laughs> they're unbelievable they're very fun and funny uh, twin comedians that tell great jokes. If you haven't seen Filthy Animals on Hulu, you know, you can go to my website. You can watch it direct from my website. That's the best part of it. Oh, uh, cool. Hulu. I didn't know it was on there. Yeah, chuckroy.com and uh, you kind of click through uh, uh, slash Hulu if you need to. And uh, there's even a Ralphie Mae Filthy Animal tour page and uh, plenty of clips, the whole show. Um, I think, you know, Hulu's a lot like Netflix. Uh, um, but it offers that extra step. Like, yeah. uh, it's, it's a website that people can watch. Uh, so that's poor people, college students, uh, soldiers across, around the world, people who don't want to pay for subscriptions. The, you don't have to pay to watch Ralphie May Filthy Animal Tour. You can just go watch it for free on my website or hulu.com. So that's awesome, man. Were you with, thank you. <laughs> were you with, uh, Ralphie, uh, when he had the big, uh, TMZ thing went on, uh, January? Uh, the one in Colorado where he was too stoned. Yeah. Um, no, the day before I was with him the day before. So it's and, your fault. Uh, I, that, uh, let me just say that guy enjoyed Colorado to the finest. <laughs> <laughs> and I look forward to his next visit. <laughs> and if I think if he told me when it's going to be, I can't remember. And I know why. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we definitely got to get out there, man. I'd love to that, go to Colorado. That'd be awesome. I have never seen anyone throw down on weed like Ralph May. That's just, <laughs> he's, uh, I think he's coming into his own. I, I, I don't know what's next, but he's, he seems to be on a journey and he wants something larger than, you know, what he's already got. And I'm That's not going to awesome. get in his way. I just yeah, think, he's, you know. I look forward to where he goes. He's a fucking hard worker, man. He's always on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, uh, I'll say that again, man. And to be that stoned and do that much work, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we got this thing we do, the hustling round. You want to do that with us? Where we just sure, ask you some please. questions yeah, and you just shoot the stuff off? Our questions aren't very good, but we'll try to hit your comedy class and maybe we can improve on one of these days. Okay, please do. <laughs> All right. 
If you're elected president tomorrow, what would you do? Man, we're going to go right to fiscal policy. I'd end quantitative easing one, two, and three. Uh, I'd probably put in a secretary of the treasury that understands currency policy. And uh, I would guess I'm ending the federal reserve system. Damn, you're like Ron uh, Paul. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're going right away from uh, wars and weapons to solar roads, renewable energies. And you want to build digital roads and infrastructure that the world demands. So, you know, like we build sewer pipes like it's 1843 <laughs> and we need to build sewer pipes like it's 2110 and that the rest of the world wants to buy them from us. And then you're in, like, that's the next emerging business. Like nobody's going to build a better bomb. Yeah. Uh, you know, like we're maxing out on the uh, ability to build bombs and there's plenty of people building things like solar roads. Um, Except for us. But you need, yeah, you need a whole you need a president that understands infrastructure and can and you know can knock it out. So read natural capitalism. You that's where I get a lot of yeah, my ideas. Cool. Uh, I, got, I got one thing. Okay. Everybody, ninety percent of the people we talk to say that they would legalize weed. You're in the legalized weed place, and you came with the probably the best answer we've gotten yet. Uh, yeah, you know, we're all, like legalizing weed. That sure, it's going to be bill number seven or whatever. You know, like we'll get that done. Yeah, let's uh, get the important uh, shit fixed. I do want to point out, I'll probably fuck a lot of Marines. <laughs> well, they're getting, they're probably getting fucked now team, anyway. You know, like I'm going for some of the world's best. They're probably getting fucked now with administration anyway. Yeah, I plan to do it in a way they might enjoy more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's shit. That's crazy. What about uh, hey, who who are you thinking about voting for this, or who you think will be the? Uh... Uh, this you're hitting it right. Uh, I just started writing a, a new hour, and uh, it, it, part of it opens up with uh, I'm really scared that I'm waking up and into Bush. Oh my gosh! Uh, I I don't think I'm going to vote for him pretty much because I think he put Paul Wilfowitz in his campaign staff. Uh, Jim Baker's running his whole staff, and that's. Jim Baker's almost unconquerable. Uh, Jeb Bush is talking about poverty. He's talking about interest rates. He's uh, talking about like what happens in Florida is you have World War II veterans who save money off of certificates of deposit. And in 2008, certificates of deposit went from, you know, about 5% savings rates down to like 1%. And uh, that so that means a World War II vet next year, you know, like they're saving money year to year. And now uh now they're not because the yeah. price of goods is like right. prices go up 1.2 percent three four five percent at the grocery store so the, the world war ii soldiers birthday stake every year is going up five to ten percent and their savings are now only going up one percent so that means in the last days of their life our world war ii soldiers any of them who are left got to cut back on their birthday stake that's that's what we have to we have to really focus on inflation and you know, rising costs because it's it's crushing the poor, and um, it, you know, not everybody can play the stock market. Right. Uh, I can't. Uh, that's for sure. But uh, hell, we owe everything we got to them. If we didn't have them World War Two vets, we'd be screwed right now, man. If them guys didn't stand up and and man, I fucking do that sacrifice, that's crazy. Yeah, and Jeb is extremely eloquent about how you know, like, you can't ask in two thousand and one or two thousand and four. For, for a veteran like that to change their, their into a, a stock market yeah. form of savings. Like, 
I've worked at banks. I know those customers. They just rolled over their certificate of deposit over and over again from the 70s all the way to today. They were always getting four to five percent. And that was good enough for them. It was good enough for us. And we screwed them in 2008. And it's the the quantity. The policy is called quantitative easing. It's Ben Bernanke that installed it. He's a carryover from Bush to Obama. And Tim Geithner is the Secretary of Treasury who did it. That's an Obama appointee. So, you know, anybody wants to talk to me about hope and change, I voted for Obama in the first term, but I didn't vote for him a second term simply because of quantitative easing and what it's doing to poor people like our World War II veterans. Yeah, I didn't vote for Obama either time, but there wasn't really anybody else running worth worth a shit either against him. But I think the guy had a great chance to really come and bring the nation together, and I think he fucked it all up and didn't even really... I don't even think I was on his agenda really to bring the nation together. Yeah, I guess not. You know, I, I followed him way back since his, his speech at Cooper Union. I think that's a 2007 speech. Uh and that's, you know, right at Wall Street, uh, right there. Uh, Cooper Union is where George Washington it, it was sworn in. And it's right down the street from Wall Street. And he gave a real business policy speech that, you know, sounded very Reagan-esque with, you know, a, a, a hint towards, you know, doing things like building schools and a digital grid. And then yeah. we've never had a digital grid from him. I, I think Obamacare... You know, that's Mitt Romney's policy. I, it turns it like it's working. It does fine. It's a huge get. It's a, a, a you know, but for what, like, like it was a huge get that he never told us he was going to ask for. And it, it turns out he never delivered the rest of the stuff he had, <laughs> you know, he ran on. Most, and, and most transparent government ever. Yeah, it, <laughs> it makes you go like, uh, you know. I, I'm certainly looking for a Republican, uh, you know. Oh, here's the other thing. Jeb Bush has an out gay press secretary. So, like, I, this motherfucker is doing everything he can to get me to vote for him. It's uh, so... I can't. I don't think I can do it. I don't know. I don't think <laughs> I can either. And it's like, but I can't wait to watch this press secretary go up against Hillary's people. I, I, You know, if he works for Bush, there's no way he's not talented. There's no way he's not a crusher. You know, if Jim Baker's putting him in the front, like the quarterback position for the campaign, as far as media message goes, uh, this kid's going to be a crusher. And I, I can't wait to watch all my gay, like gay Democrats are so fucking boring. And they're so like, you know, like, oh, I can't believe you're a Republican. And they got, I don't have to say anything anymore. The most, like, I got to guess this guy is going to be so fucking awesome at making gay Democrats shut the fuck up. And, and like, <laughs> I, I just get to kick back for a while and go, finally, someone else gets to do it. But and, and I don't want to stay on the politics too much longer. Sorry. But even, yeah, if, yeah. No, but, <laughs> but even if they do win, man, I don't know if I even have the faith in them to even do any damn thing. They don't have, most of them don't have any nuts, man. They like, they cave too easy. So Yeah. And not like, nobody's got a plan. I just, I'd like, I'd just like to, you know, like show me some bills that you intend to put in like on, on the first day. Is that, like, if you're going to show up for day one, don't you have some legislation written? Can, can we read it now so like, so we can debate whether or not they, we're going to send you in? Because, like, why do we keep voting for people who suddenly show up on day one going, like, now is a good time to write the legislation? Yeah, like, yeah right. <laughs> and then we won't even let you see it when you vote on it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, like, it, it turns out, like, I think that stuff is going to go away. Like, because, you know, turns out, the average person, you know, is into it a little bit. And they, like 
the blogosphere, people are happy with letting the blogosphere like sort of geek out over stuff. And then like you dip back into the news, find out what, you know, what's the conclusion and then, you know, move on to the next issue. Uh, yeah. You know, I just wish we weren't talking about, you know, like they're going to make it an election about he said, she said. Oh, and, shit. Yeah, it'll be like it. Yeah, you know, I want it to be an election about like just keep telling me what we're going to do about those World War II veterans and their savings. If focus on that and then like keep the he said she said shit off the air, you know. Yeah. And and then let the uh the gay guy with them throw out some bitches or something every now. And yeah, and I want to see that. I, I want to see that guy. I want to see him take down some real like bitchy liberals and just like just put him in their place. Like that's you know, what could be coming is, you know, a, a whole series of minority Republicans in power positions that are, you know, able to yeah, that'd be cool. finally swap back. Yeah, yeah it right, would be cool. Right, it's really because right. I'm sick of all the, you know, uber white guys that really, <laughs> you know, like Mitt Romney and the rest are really, you know. Man, what about your favorite? ideas. Oh, I'm sorry. What about your favorite drink? Uh, my favorite drink is probably a fat tire beer. Um, I like a beer on stage, a draft beer, uh, something local from like, oh, cool. so if I travel wherever I'm at, I just, you know, like the bartender's favorite brewery that's on tap is like my goal. Um, you know, I like, uh, I put a little lemon in my ice water. That's pretty much what I drink all day. Uh -huh. Um, but yeah, a draft beer. All right. What about the, you might not want to answer this, some people do, some people don't. What about the biggest jerk in comedy, like the biggest asshole in comedy? Oh, the biggest asshole in comedy. Um, Wendy Curtis. Okay, we'll have to, we'll have to <laughs> see who that is. <laughs> she owns a comedy club in Denver that I fired, you know. Oh. <laughs> what about, uh, this is one for the Smash Brothers, the relaxed or skinny jeans. For the Smash Brothers, for the twinks or skinny jeans. Um, well, for you, for the twinks, you like. Well, the I'm a, I re I'm a relaxed. I'm not into the skinny jeans. I like uh, just a regular old Wrangler straight leg on, uh, you know, on my fella. Okay. I like jeans that went to work. All right. <laughs> Stu's taking notes for when you get to Nashville. Yeah, you know, although it, like I gotta buy some Wranglers. A couple of my boyfriends have been bass players, you know, so I can go for the you. You got to be in rock and roll All to right. pull off the rock and roll look with me. Like <laughs> if, if you're, you know, yeah, yeah, no fake it. I love that Skyler bit that this. Oh <laughs> shit! Yeah, I told uh, I told Chad yesterday I had a son named Bryson. And he liked him a lot. <laughs> Bryce and Skyler. They're just they're, they're, uh, silly. we all we have the same sensibility sometimes. Like just to take a name like Skyler and make it such a villain. Uh, <laughs> I think the people that we make laugh relate to that and go, like, we're not saying people named Skyler are bad. It's yeah. just a fun name to mock and it's a joke. And people who name Skylar are generally a little sensitive about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about you're stranded on an island? You only get to pick uh, one or one group. It's either the Smash Brothers, Ted Nugent, Bruce Jenner, or uh, who else is I going to say? Damn, Al Sharpton. <laughs> Smash Brothers. You know, uh, it's, it's going to annoy me because they're impossibly horny. 
so I'd have to fend them off. But they're uh, they're resourceful. They're survivors. Uh, they wouldn't let me quit. They wouldn't quit on me. Uh, and, you know, they wouldn't like quit on trying to survive the island. Uh, they'd be the first to be able to find alcohol and or drugs. <laughs> uh, if own. there was a chance at pussy being available, they would get us it. Uh, I just, yeah, the, the I, I'm going Smash Brothers right. on that one. That's a no-brainer. They're resourceful. Uh, say again? I said they must be resourceful then. They're, gonna... yeah, they're <laughs> extreme. Like, uh, yeah, the, say for instance, like if I work with Ralph, I'm, if it's just the two of us, then I'm an old school like house MC. Uh, so I don't mind. I'm going to, you know, like talk to the sound guy or set up where are we going to drink after, um, you know, to hang out with Ralph or take pictures and hold someone's camera, do a photo, all that. And so when we met up in Oregon um, and it's all of us meeting in the lobby and we're trying to find lunch, I'm immediately trying to look for lunch. And then I realize the Smash Brothers are just like twice as they're better at it than me. They got it. <laughs> Uh, and I just went, oh, good. I, like nothing for me to worry about. And then for the rest of the night, those guys just they take care of everything, you know, two seconds in advance of when it needs to be done. It's done. And, you know, before you have to think about it, it's done. And I like their style. They're wicked right. fun to go out with. Uh, uh, God, man, the Smash Brothers throw down on a party. All right. Hopefully you get to meet them. They're coming here next month. So hopefully we'll Oh, meet great. Them. Yeah. Good luck, man. Don't do shots, but you're gonna. So. <laughs> yeah. What about, your, gonna. <laughs> what about your favorite Kardashian? Kardashian. A dead one. <laughs> oh, good answer. <laughs> Is that one that looks dead like Bruce or a real dead one? <laughs> <laughs> Bruce has got to be my favorite. You know, <laughs> I, I'm so glad for him and like what a great thing and you know, like the best part of my show is like when I talk about date night, it's it's like genderless and quantityless. Like you don't know in the audience like what gender people are or who's together or like who they're, you know, like dating. It could be two people or five, yeah. you know. So uh, I, I just try to I keep my show that way. Like, yeah, right. You leave it open for whoever. And so if Bruce is going to go through that journey. Like good for him. And, and you know, be out proud, loud, go be yourself. Yeah, you, you know, uh, um, and then, you know, I, I think I already have one joke about it. Like I was talking about that movie Fifty Shades of Grey, and I said I got one star that Dakota Johnson, and uh, she's there's no stars in that movie. She's the closest thing that's identifiably to a star, and she's if you don't know her, she's pretty. She looks like a young Bruce Jenner. Okay, <laughs> uh, and to me, like I thought that's like. You know, it's the joke. Like, I'm not mocking him for being trans, like having a transgender. I'm just saying, like, you know, at his youngest ages, he would have wanted to look like a very pretty girl. So, you know, I, I don't mind looking at a topic like that and looking at it that way. Like, yeah, right. He's not off limits. I just, <laughs> I don't want to mock him. You know, I don't want to mock him for just like coming to that conclusion, but I don't mind to mock like the result of that conclusion, you know, if he doesn't become a pretty girl, I'm going to make fun of his surgery. <laughs> oh. Well, let us know if you consider him a twink one of these days. Uh, he is not a twink. He is no, there's no twinks. Are, uh, it's uh, the wicked on Wikipedia. I think it says 18 to 24 or 18 oh. to 22, you okay. know? So yeah, yeah twink has a cutoff. And <laughs> I don't mind to tell people. Like, yeah. Some people might not know that. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I don't mind. I, I'm a bit of an educator. What about a, a person that you would like to meet that you haven't met so far? Someone you look forward to meeting someday? Carol Burnett. Oh, shit. She's still alive? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know uh, that. To the best of my knowledge, I think yeah, so. And, she was awesome. Uh, she let's was see here. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's right. of people who are still alive. Yeah, I just have a great show, man, Carol Burnett show. Yeah, that show really was like a, a you know, you guys, I'm not sure how old you are, but I, I come from the days where it's like, you know, antenna television. Yeah, that's too. And you had, like, you'd have to watch Carol Burnett in reruns, and it wasn't always in syndication on something that was available at a time we, we could watch. And so when it would be like, as a family, we'd be so stoked because they were just, they're funny, like uh, really funny. Yeah, that was an awesome show. Uh, we got one more, man. Your favorite. Yeah. Oh, I'm happy. <laughs> your favorite Nashville podcast. Oh, my favorite national podcast other than you'd show uh, is uh, Straight Hustling. <laughs> we limited to Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm at the huge show studios. So, uh, but yeah, I'm into Straight Hustling. And yeah, I, I dig your podcast, man. Right, it was thanks, interesting man. to listen to Lana. And I like the conversation. Yeah, keep checking us out, man. We're trying to do our thing here. I want to thank you for coming on, man. I really enjoyed it, man. And uh, hopefully we'll get to see you in Nashville. And, man, it'd be cool if we ever get to get our ass to Denver. I hate flying, but I'd love to go to Denver. Maybe we can take a road trip. <laughs> you'll fly more well, when you get there. Yeah, you'll be flying even after you land. <laughs> oh, man. Good luck with uh, your uh, show coming out, man. Your uh, video. Uh, what do you call that? You just said. Uh, it's a live stream. Live yeah. streaming. Yeah, that sounds yeah. cool. Yeah, good luck with that, man. And uh, hopefully we'll see you here in Nashville and, and your comedy class. Good stuff. All right, yeah. Please watch us on Hulu. It really counts. All right. Thank you. Thank you for everything, right, Chuck. Thank you. All right, see you. Bye-bye. All right, that's the show. Chuck Roy, Denver, Colorado, the bear, the gay Republican. I think he's a unicorn. Uh, that's our first gay Republican we've had on the show, so that's a new one for us. I'll tell you what, he's he knows he's done some research on his Republicanism. Yeah, yeah, man. What a smart guy. You can tell everything he said made sense, so uh, I guess... It won't work. It's too logical. Yeah, yeah. Man, I guess this the whole thing about... There goes your theory about all the people smoking weed are stupid because he's got his shit together. I know. That's, that makes absolutely no sense. You know, nobody wants to legalize in other states, and he's sitting there getting a refund because they're making too much money. Ah, California, gotta... you're having issues. <laughs> well, even if they got a refund, they'd blow it off on bullshit anyway. They don't, they don't know what the hell they're doing out there. But, uh, all right, we got some good people coming up later on. We got Jeremy Mayfield, our uh, first race car NASCAR driver. We're going to get him on here, see what he has to say. Uh, got a bunch of people coming up, so stay tuned. Keep listening to us. And where can they go find all our shit at? Uh, our shit at, Stu? Hey, y'all, be sure to go to www.str8hustlin.com. We have uh, feeds to all the... Uh, podcast there you can also get it from uh itunes stitcher hey guys you know we got t-shirts for sale out there they're freaking awesome everybody we we're, we talk to is wearing them now so yeah. all the gay republicans like them they're going to yeah <laughs> so y'all be sure to hit that up you can order t-shirts uh get on itunes like us uh leave us comments we'd love to know what y'all are thinking and uh just be sure you know hit up our social media we'll always respond yeah, go on there and put a comment that says, screw money, Mike. 
Where is Money Mike? Oh, man. You never know. We'll see. Maybe he's on boycott now. Hiatus. <laughs> uh, maybe he'll show up soon. All right, we're out. If you ain't hustling, you ain't living, keep checking us out.